lot of people have been asking me recently, why don't we close this street to traffic? Why don't we close this street to traffic and create a, a wonderful pedestrian mall, much like you see, much like what would happen in Times Square in New York City. And they're talking about, you know, my home city here in, in Rochester or a place in Buffalo or, uh, you know, Syracuse or Utica, one of these smaller cities. And, you know, it, it kind of shows the fact that we're not entirely aware of what street closures sometimes do. We have this grandiose idea, or at least us urbanists, have this idea of what street closures can do. What happens when we close off a street to traffic? Obviously, it's going to just flood with people uh, visiting shops and, 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 and restaurants and things like that. We're going to create a little piece of pedestrian New York City by doing this. Well, you know, uh, the results are somewhat mixed. We're going to get to that in just a second, right after this ad. In his book, Walkable City Rules, one of my urbanist heroes, Jeff Speck, talks about closing off streets and, you know, the fact that this is such a powerful concept. It's people saying, "Okay, we're finally going to take our streets back from the cars. But it doesn't always work like that. He kind of it's really interesting. He references the fact that in the 60s and 70s, uh, ironically, when, you know, the, the building of highways in faster, wider roads was at its peak, we kind of, a lot of cities, uh, two, 200 different cities, I guess, uh, went to, um, you know, uh, creating pedestrian malls in their main streets, closing main streets off the traffic, making them just pedestrian only. And all but about, I guess, 10 of these went completely south. Uh, the businesses were no longer visited. Um, you know, this is this is not common knowledge in the urbanist world. Everyone thinks that simply closing a street off to uh, cars creates vibrancy, right? Uh, it doesn't. History shows that it doesn't always happen or uh, mo more often than not does not happen. It shows just how tied in we are to the automobile. As much as we want to think of our cities and neighborhoods as places where people uh, really only visit uh, shops, restaurants, bars, breweries, things like that on foot, um, the fact is still most people arrive at these locations by car. And when you cut off car access, you are essentially in, in many ways cutting off um, you know, the, uh, a lifeblood. Now, most merchants overestimate uh, vastly overestimate. Studies show that merchants vastly overestimate how many people uh, access their business by car, or, or rather, how important it is to have you know abundant parking um, around them with regard to the success of their business. But still, it's it's important. People, you know, people typically do access uh, businesses more when they have automobile access to them. So in the 60s and 70s, again, 200 cities turned their main streets into pedestrian-only malls, and that really had a backfiring effect uh, in all but uh, 10 of them. And as Jeff Speck continues to explain, uh, all but about 30 of them were turned back into, into allowing cars. An interesting case in our neighboring Buffalo here, 
Um, Main Street was cut off to cars and turned into a light rail only <clears throat> um, uh, Main Street with it with a wide pedestrian mall. And it's really cool. I mean, it is fantastic. It is great. But it didn't work. And it may have had a lot to do with the fact that the city was on a downturn anyway. But the fact is that, you know, when cars couldn't access these these businesses, including a massive downtown mall, which is a different thing entirely because it was just completely out of scale with with the neighborhood and what was going on you know uh, it, it just it didn't work and so recently in the last 10 years uh, buffalo uh, reopened main street to cars now it's still really inconvenient to drive down main street via the automobile uh, you're driving on on a very very narrow swath of road it's it's you're you're kind of riding over you know, kind of bumpy concrete. It's like and 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 rails that are still <laughs> that are in the ground, and you know you're coming up on light rail uh, trams. You know, stopping at stations and things like that. But it's still accessible. So on a busy night downtown, when you know people want to access one, you know, the theater district, for example, um, they can do that on Main Street, and it, it it seems to be helping. Main Street is really kind of starting to hit its stride again. Uh, but the you know. Uh, it may be coincidence, the fact that the city was kind of, you know, like all cities are experiencing some sort of, you know, injection or revitalization anyway, but it does seem to be helping. It does seem to work. People don't necessarily, I think, need to know that they can drive fast down a main street. They just know that they, they just need to know that they can if necessary. Now, the traffic on main street, uh, the car traffic on main street is still very, very low. I mean, the, the, the traffic counts are still uh, very, very low, but it does look like businesses are responding, um, you know, based on the fact that 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 stretch is doing a bit better. Now, mind you, there's been a lot of investment in that area as well. But, you know, it, it kind of is now a, a blend between uh, a walk, you know, a, a pedestrian mall, a light rail line, and a road. And it, it really kind of works. <laughs> it really, really works. And I think it works, to be honest, a, a bit better than if you just disallowed cars once again. That just that just did not work. It did not work for Buffalo, and I think I know a, a huge reason why. When you talk about you know people are talking a lot about uh, San Francisco just closed down a major street uh, to their um, you know and, and created basically a pedestrian and transit mall. They closed a major street to cars rather, and they've you know there's pictures online just people like crazy biking and 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 walking on the street and it just looks like this incredibly you know new and amazing vibrant place now the fact is it always wanted to be that that's what happens when you close down a street strategically in a city where there is just where there's it, it, it's not just traffic it's not just automobile traffic bursting at the seams it's pedestrian and cycling traffic bursting at the seams the pedestrian and, and, and cycling traffic was looking in this area, in this very, very dense city, uh, was looking for a place to kind of break out. So it, as weird as it is, it's, it's like cutting this, cutting, you know, cutting the street off to automobile traffic really opened the floodgates to the fact that pedestrians were being kind of pedestrians and cyclists were being pushed um, you know, really kind of stuffed in a small area. Now they have a, a place to sprawl and, and, and move about. 
So as odd as it is, it's almost like the areas that work to close off streets are the areas where there's a strong pedestrian presence kind of busting at the seams anyway. In other words, it's not so much in our in our car culture in America, it's not so much that these spaces really on their own, that, that when we close streets to traffic on their own create vibrancy, it's that we are, you know, we should be looking to do this in areas where pedestrian traffic is already high, okay? That's, that's what's key. New York City, I mean, you know, closing off Times Square to traffic and, and creating a, a big pedestrian mall, this is an area of unbelievable foot traffic, really un- unprecedented foot traffic in our country. You know, this is what a lot of Europe looks like. That's why Europe, you know, is so successful at, at road closures and things like that is because, you know, the, the, there's a lot of pedestrian traffic. So when they close down Times Square to cars, all of a sudden, all these pedestrians had a, a, a bigger place to go. They, they had more room to, 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 to move about. It, it, it took this kind of bottleneck of people and spread it out <laughs> and gave people more space to walk. So the reason it worked in, in an area like Times Square is because there was pedestrian congestion. There was already pedestrian congestion. It just relieved that congestion by building more space for people. And guess what? It ushers more people now. It's just like cars. You build more lanes, you build wider roads, more cars will come. In an area that is already congested in a city like New York, the same goes for pedestrians. The same may not be true for a city like Rochester or a city like Utica, which you know has a 200,000 and 60,000 population um, uh, respectively. Because in these, these, are, these are drivable cities. These are very driver-friendly cities. These are cities that have, as far as road width and highway mileage per capita, it's so easy to drive in this city when you compare it to a place like New York or Boston or Washington, D.C. or San Francisco, right? The pedestrian congestion is not there because everyone drives. And there's not a whole lot of other ways to get about. There's not a whole lot of other ways to move about. Uh, Rochester. There's a bus. It's not, I mean, RTS does everything they can. I, I love what they're doing, but, you know, it's not like New York where you can, you know, hop in a cab or a subway or an Uber or whatever and, um, or, or walk or bike or scooter or whatever and get there in just about the same amount of time. It's not like that. This is a city, these are cities here in upstate New York that are run by the automobile. Creating pedestrian malls themselves isn't going to uh, create vibrancy. It's not going to connect people to local businesses. What you can do is identify already small side streets or streets that should be small side streets and make them car accessible, but make that accessibility difficult. Buffalo's, again, a perfect example of this. Is it easy to drive down Main Street? No, but you can still do it. A lot of people in here in Rochester have talked about Gibbs Street, and I think that would be a fantastic street to either close to traffic or maybe narrow to traffic, uh, cut out some of the, the on-street parking there and create a, a wider pedestrian zone, um, You know, maybe some, some cafe amenities, I, I don't know, something like that. 
you know, but the fact is it, it's, it's a lightly traveled street anyway, and it's already inconvenient to go down that street. It's just a one-way street. It's basically one lane wide with, um, with parallel parking on either side. So, you know, that's, it, it, it's different up here is what I'm saying. It's different where we are. It's different in this kind of middle-sized city America, um, trying to create these pedestrian zones that I think people want so badly and, and think are such massive activators. Now, what you can do is, as Jeff, Jeff Speck recommends, is temporarily close, if you think that a street you know, might have the potential to, you know, to, to limit traffic, um, you can temporarily for a couple of days or for a week or for a weekend or something like that, you can close off that street and see what happens. You don't have to do everything at once. You can do things incrementally. Then finally, if you, if you realize it works, you can close it off for good. And then over time, you can add amenities like, you know, flower boxes and, and, and you know, cafe tables in the street and things like that. You can, you can do whatever. Um, Linden Street in Geneva, I think, was it first Fridays uh, on, on the weekends and during the summer? They close that street down, and it becomes a wonderful place for pedestrians. But again, this is you're creating an event. This isn't a regular thing. Um, in Rochester, East Avenue, a huge you know section of East Avenue is closed down during Jazz Fest. Well, this isn't just a, a closing of a street with nothing happening. This is an event that people flock to to in in the thousands. This is a huge tourist piece for this city. Um, you know, people come and flood local bars, restaurants, businesses along that stretch during this time. Um, you know, it, it seems like just because the street is closed down that people are are all about it. But that's not what reality is. People are there for the music. People are there for the events. There's something activating it. So my thing is, if you know, if you're if you're up here in upstate New York, or if you're in a smaller city somewhere else in the country, if you're looking to close down a street, you better activate that street. There better be some sort of activator because people aren't just going to say, "Oh, I can walk in the street now. I'm going to walk in the street." It doesn't typically work like that in our car-friendly communities. It typically works best in areas where there's already a tremendous of amount of automobile and pedestrian congestion. Just something to chew on, something to think about. Love to hear your comments on this because this is a very hot topic right now. And it's something that I think urbanists really want to move into, especially in our mid-sized cities right now. They want to start closing streets off. And I would say, you know what? Don't close that street off altogether. Minimize automobile traffic or make automobile traffic difficult, but don't take it away completely. Um, you're going to get a better response from um, from local businesses as well. And mind you, while, while those local businesses overestimate the amount that car access uh, impacts their business typically, um, it's still keeping the peace and still keeping everybody happy while still creating strong pedestrian-friendly zones. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful day.